that's a lot of whiskey in my mouth. <laughs> I'm Danielle Nelson. I'm Lily Rogers. And you're listening to It's a Shame. Welcome. This is the weekly podcast uh, where we talk about varying topics of shame. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we go down rabbit holes. A Sometimes lot. we go on complete random tangents. But the general idea there is shame. It's identifiable, relatable, and we want your feedback and uh, we want to eradicate shame by busting open bullshit stigmas Mm -hmm. and talking about them. Yep. Just being honest and straightforward and saying shame doesn't own us if we don't let it. Yes. Also, for those of you who've listened before, you're going to be like, oh, wow, they did an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Episode 11, uh, Mm. we were coming in hot after 10 episodes, and we were talking about how we typically don't introduce ourselves or the podcast, Mm -hmm. that we just, like, jump right into it. Mm -hmm. We just assume you know everything already. Mm -hmm. Well, we're seasoned professionals is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh Been doing this a long time. 10 episodes now. 10 whole episodes. Yeah. (laughs) So another thing we talked about doing is – this kind of fun for us mm-hmm. segment that um, the idea came to us. It was actually our first idea for a podcast. Yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Um, we were at a party and I said something and Lily was like, well, that's brand new information to me. And I made a little <laughs> song as I am wont to do. And so we started singing this song and forgive me, but I'm, I'm going to sing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is information, information brand, brand new information, information to me. New information to, to me. me. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. This is information, brand new information. This is brand new information to me. Yep. So maybe we'll like lay down a track to cut to that segment. <laughs> yeah. But it's gonna be in my head every time. But yeah, so this new uh, segment when we open up is just called brand new information, and essentially, um, Lily and I will each share a random factoid, something we learned, something we experienced, but. Um, it is going to be brand new information uh, to us and maybe to each other. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it might be funny. Sometimes it might be dark. Sometimes it might be on theme. Sometimes it might be a bit sarcastic because we also used to start saying or say it to each other when somebody would, I don't know, say something fairly obvious or whatever. And then we would just be like, well, this is brand new information. Yeah. And the other thing like I feel like brand new information might be useful for is like recommendations. Yeah, definitely. Like if there's like cool stuff that we're like watching, seeing, doing, listening to. Yes, throw it's it perfect there. for that. Brand yes. new information. Especially things that we just discovered or rediscovered or, yeah. you know, what have you. Totally. Yeah, so mine this week, um, I actually have three or four. Oh, shit. I know, hot. I know. But the reason is it's like sort of some callbacks and house cleaning or whatever mm-hmm. from previous episodes. So go back and listen if you want to find which ones I'm talking about. Go find those Easter eggs. Uh, so the most recent one, because I can't stop laughing at myself, is when you were talking about the term leaving someone on red. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, I think it's read. And I'm like, Lily, girl, come on. Think about what the term means. But then I realized that I typically read the word read or read as read. As read. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just like where my brain naturally goes to. And so I didn't even bother to think about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, leave them on read. That doesn't make any sense. So now, you know, yeah. I think, I mean, I I don't know. No, that's the only thing that makes sense. I've seen it written only. Yeah, same. So so I didn't, you know, nobody's ever said it. Yeah, it's like... um, when you've only seen words written and, and then somebody says them out loud and you're like, oh, right. 
Mm. Like I remember a friend uh, a long time ago always thought that the word was epitome because epitome is oh. spelled exactly like that. Oh my god! Like who wouldn't think there that? You know, like if you'd never new, heard the word before, there could be like a whole, yes, a whole new like segment in brand new information that's just like. Words that I saw written and then had to learn how to pronounce them. Mm-hmm. This aloud. is the way that they're said. Totally. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always read it as read, not read. I guess I just hate the past tense. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so then calling back to our very second episode. I'm so into this, by the way. But and mm-hmm. also that you've done like homework within the podcast. <laughs> well, it's not really homework. It's just like it came to my attention. It was brand new information to me that I was like either wrong or didn't know about these things. Nice. Um, so, you know, we have talked about our love for my favorite murder in the past. Yes. And then I listened to um the murder squad. So with Paul Holes and Billy Jensen. Um, and they're always talking about like symptoms of serial killers and stuff. Uh-huh. And like more than once, Paul Holes has mentioned that chronic bedwetting is like a major side of serial killers or like a major <laughs> oh. like symptom in childhood of like serial killers. And when I heard that, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I am a serial killer. You are so not a serial killer. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, I have one of the symptoms. We you know, all have at least If you want to throw animal to torture in there. No, I don't do that, of course. I was going to say, there's no possible way. <laughs> no. I don't think I have any of the other ones. But, yeah, chronic bedwetting. I've got one for three or however many there are. That's so crazy. Now I'm like, wait, what are the signs? Well, now I'm wondering, like, what are the, like, like what statistical evidence are they using to say this is what – these are, like, behaviors of a serial killer? Yeah. Like, is it just, like, the same as, like – sociopathy or is it like something different or just like you know you hear a lot of them have had like childhood trauma and that can lead to bedwetting I think so maybe those two are intertwined somehow childhood trauma and then also like um another one that is like common for serial killers which makes perfect head injuries head injuries Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think I had a head injury mom let me know did you drop me on my head (laughs) we'll see yeah, brand new information. <laughs> that would be brand new, brand, brand new information. Brand new information that's probably <laughs> valuable to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then the final one that I have, we were talking about, I think it was the last episode or perhaps the episode before, um, randomly popped in. Oh, no, it was the last one because we were talking about fear. And no fear as a brand came up. Oh, yes. Okay, so two things. First of all, I said the Big Dog was a surfing brand, and it absolutely is not. It's just a general sports brand. Sports. But I associate it with surfing, I think, because I lived in Santa Cruz at the time that it was really popular. Um. And so, like, I thought that everything was a surf brand, like Quicksilver and all of those. Um, And then within those brands, too, how we said that No Fear is the original monster because of all the stickers everywhere. Oh, guess what company has an energy drink? No, no fear. fear. Oh my god! <laughs> so they are totally the OG monster. Oh, that's awful. But mm-hmm. also, that makes so much sense, doesn't it? Drink this, you'll be fearless. Uh-huh. Hi, Catboy. Oh, Catboy is joining us. Catboy just entered. Hello. Um, those are all very, very good nuggets of wisdom and information. So much brand new information. Brand new information. <laughs> and so my brand new information is. Now, because like, I didn't know what you were going to say, and I feel kind of like you're the valedictorian right now, and um, I'm really just going to come in with some very random shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Brand new information. Um, Gabriel Byrne was in a TV show called In Treatment about yes. a therapist, and it follows like 
all of these patients and it is accurate in terms of the portrayal of the therapist and also like the role and it's pretty fucking amazing did you just start watching it i did oh okay. and i knew i feel like i knew he was in a show like and it was kind of like his thing that was on the air for Isn't a little showtime HBO. Oh, HBO. Uh-huh. Um, my therapist recommended it, which is oh, how, how I'm funny. getting all of my show recommendations <laughs> now. <laughs> um, and I started it and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm hooked. And awesome. I also must say, like, as a therapist, like, sometimes it's just such bullshit because you see the portrayal of therapists and they're doing crazy things that are completely unethical. Mm. And you're like, okay. And I do have some problems. Like, for example, he has a bathroom in his office and a lot of, like, business happens in the bathroom. And I'm like... Now, uh, I don't even ever see my clients go to the bathroom. Like, mm. it's just like, you know, but anyway, yeah, so there's that. But other than that, I'm like, it's pretty good. And then mm. he has somebody that he processes his cases with um, who's played Like by, in therapy or they just do it like kind of as like professional Yeah, colleagues. like so you're, it's called supervision. So you're mm. supposed to do like um, supervision with somebody where you process tough cases and kind of like what's going on. Um, and yeah, so Diane Weist plays, Oh, I love her. I do too. And she's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are a lot of like, um, storylines that are just fascinating and I'm, I'm hooked. I love it. Oh, I'll have to start watching it. I think it's, I think it's maybe not for everyone because yeah. I watched it with Jamie and he promptly fell asleep. So I was like, okay. Well. <laughs> um, You're but, like, you must be passionate about therapy to be really into this show. So brand new information to me is that this show exists. Gabriel Byrne is a goddamn delight. Yeah. I love him too. Yeah. He's so talented. Yeah. It's a great show. I'm into it. Um, I'm about halfway through season one. So that how many change. seasons are there? I think there are three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. In treatment. Nice. Mm-hmm. We'll have to give it a go. Brand new information. Brand new information. I'm trying to think if there's any other information. Oh, you know what I learned today is that Fortune Feinster has a podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. Love her. Yeah. We just, just went to go see her live recently, and it was like I cried laughing. I cried just because I related so much with her. Yeah. Um, she is Learned beyond. some things about myself in the process. It was, it was pretty great. Care to share? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Only because I know and I, I just am delighted by it. it. It's so funny because, okay, so she has this bit where she's, like, talking about how, you know, uh, she was closeted or, you know, didn't know she was gay for a while and then was closeted. Um, And so, like, her thing was that she would just sort of, like, give her friends, like, massage. And so she was, like, I always carried, like, lotion with me. <laughs> so it was, like, <laughs> ready for massage at any time. And uh, when she was talking about that, I, like, turned to my friend who was sitting next to me. And I was, like, oh, my God, I did that. But my specialty was hand massage. Because I was just, like, oh, you know, in college, you know. It's like, oh, your hands get sore, all that note-taking. Because back in the day, kids, we used to take notes by hand. There were these things <laughs> called pencils yeah. and ballpoint pens. <laughs> yes. We even used cursive. Um, <laughs> anywho. Yeah. So it would just be like, oh, yeah. Like, have you ever, like, gotten out the knots in your hands? And my friends would be like, no, I don't know. I didn't know I had knots in my hands. And I was like, well, let me tell you. I feel like I just, I want to, like, replay this scene in my mind's eye of you just, like, Let's get those knots out of your hands and like Sade starts playing in the background (laughs) as you're like, we got to get these knots out. Totally. And I'm just like rubbing up their forearms and like working on that. Really getting in there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Didn't know that that was, you know, 
probably a pretty glaring sign that I had gay tendencies until I went to see <laughs> Fortune <laughs> Feimster. Uh, Feimster or Feimster? Feimster. Feimster. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a problem I always have with Steen and Stein. Yeah, same. I've got an EI hang-up. Mm-hmm. Feim. I also have that. Okay. Yeah. Feimster. Feimster. Well, Feimster. Do think you see why I keep wanting to do it? <laughs> no, I do too. Well, clearly, this is fucking brand new information to me. Um, well, it's awesome that she has a podcast. Now I really want yeah. to listen to it and see if Sincerely I can learn any more things about my like <laughs> gay history. It's called Sincerely Fortune. Okay, cool. And I listened to one and her mom was on and her mom oh. is a treasure. Does she have an accent too? Big yeah, time. Sweet. And I love it. Awesome. Um, yeah. So those are my two Brand new information to me. Those are good ones. Um, yeah, thanks. I, I feel like I was just kind of coming in randomly with those. I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. Well, yeah, and it led to an unexpected one for me talking about, oh, randomly giving your friends, girlfriends, massages in college is kind of gay. <laughs> also, you know what I was thinking about as you were saying that? Do you know how you had like a writer's bump, right? Like, did, did yeah. you call yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Writer's bump? What did you call it? I don't it? know. I mean, I still kind of have it. Oh, I have it too, um, even though I do very little writing these days. I don't days. know if I called it anything. Do you, Okay, so those of you who are listening and are like, yes, I know what that is. Like, then we called it this. Send it in so it can be brand new information. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, um, if you... Okay, if you don't know, it's like if you that your middle finger, uh, the the hand that you write with, um, between your middle finger and your pointer finger. Yes. Um, Depending on how you hold your pencil, I guess. Yeah, there's there's a bump from writing, Mm -hmm. and I have one. It was pretty. It was much more significant when I was actually like note taking and the whatnot. But I wonder if kids even get those anymore. Oh, probably not. Yeah. I doubt it. Maybe she's a millennial and she's too young to date if she doesn't have a writer's month. Mm-hmm. I only say this because I recently was, I had to bear witness to an unfortunate conversation about men who just don't really know. They just can't tell with chicks these days oh, that are like God. in our age bracket. Mm-hmm. They're like in their like 30s and I'm just. I had no idea she was 17. I didn't know. I couldn't tell. And I'm just like. <laughs> Did you engage her in conversation, friends? Exactly. <laughs> like, did you talk to her? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, now I'm just... Yeah, did like, you try sharing some of your cultural touch points from your childhood and see if she bats an eyelash? <laughs> Lego my ego, you know what I mean? I don't know. Who would even... Okay. But yeah. now I think, like, maybe writer's bumps are oh, the yeah. new, like, the wedding sign. Yeah, in yeah. terms of, like, uh-huh. knowing. <laughs> They're like the rings on a tree. Like, you can you show a- your age. <laughs> Guys, like, let me give you a hand massage. <laughs> it's like a really just for, to... for that writer's bump. <laughs> it's like, you're really focused on the right hand, uh, middle finger. <laughs> it's like that's the stress finger. That's the stress finger. Also... <laughs> Carries all of the stress. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So speaking of uh, middle-aged men saying they just couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is about honesty. (laughs) Yes, it is honesty. So, I mean, I think with, you know, kind of like last time with sort of these bigger concepts, like how fear is such an enormous concept, I'm assuming and I'm probably right that this topic will get broken up into like subtopics further down the road. But I thought it would just be interesting to like open it up and kind of see where honesty leads us and like what we end up top of mind with so you you know you skype me today 
and um, some of our best ideas um, <laughs> while we're getting paid to do other things uh-huh. and we're thinking about what we want to think about. So Eat. today you Skyped me and you were like, um, which by the way, yeah, that's right. That's the kind of operation we're running here. <laughs> Hours ago, we chose the topic <laughs> yeah, that's true. and decided, oh, we need to do an intro and oh, don't forget about brand new information. <laughs> So anyway, you Skyped me today mm-hmm. um, and you said, uh, maybe we should do something with honesty. And you know what's funny is as soon as you said the word honesty, I was like, oh, okay, so about lying. Mm. Like it was weird. Like uh-huh. so every time somebody says, oh, honesty is important to me. And I'm always just like, you don't like liars. Like I don't <laughs> know why. Like, I spin it in my mind. Like there's just this association with like, I don't know. Like I just go, I don't know if it's like a negative tilt that I put on it. Mm. But like, from, you can't have honesty without lying. <laughs> or not lying. Like, I don't know why lying comes to mind. Huh. So, yeah. So, for it's an it's an episode about honesty, but also maybe about lying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? If yeah. that's where it goes, when we say honesty, then because, that's where it goes. Yeah. To, because for me, like, when you're like, okay, so if you were to ask me, theoretically, mm. what is honesty to you? And, like, I would give you, like, a textbook definition. Mm. Like, you know, like abstaining from fucking lying yeah um and then um being truthful Mm -hmm. like there are a lot of buzzwords but also like honesty for me when I hear the word honesty there's like a deeper meaning to it that's not associated with like lying which is like you're gonna tell me what's like on your heart yes that you're gonna talk to me because like lying is like this thing that's like this kind of like I don't know like black and white it almost seems like honesty is a word that is not deserving in a way of the association with lying. Yeah, I see what you mean because, I mean, lying has very many tears and it's mm-hmm. kind of in its own realm. But, yeah, I also, like you, um, think – when I think about honesty, I just – I do think about, you know, being really open and um, – sort of trying to get at the truth of not only how you feel about things, but about how like things. Yeah. It's more personal than the truth. Yeah. So it's it's like your truth, but also like, well, maybe it's emotional honesty. Yeah. Maybe it's just like lying is such a, like, um, it's so limiting, Hmm. like so much of language. Like so when I say a lot, like a lie to you, or I'm like, Oh, they lied. Immediately you think of like a verbal lie. Like yeah. I, and if it wasn't, I would say, well, he withheld information from me. And mm. notice how it's a he immediately. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he was like, he, it's not like, he, oh, he didn't lie. He just withheld certain things from me. Mm-hmm. Or if someone's like not honest with you emotionally, like you could say things like they led me on right. or they led me to believe. Whereas like mm-hmm. lying is just like the act of verbally being right. dishonest. Right. Or like they ghosted me instead of being honest about like. What they were actually they going through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, yeah. Lying to me. It, I mean, they're kind of, they're, it's all part of one fuzzy, crazy it's package. It's such a giant yeah, topic. It is a huge topic. Um, that's why I just kind of wanted to discuss the sort of maybe different levels of how we sort of think about honesty too. Like mm. from, you know, the little things, like sometimes you just can't be honest about certain things to Especially like, professionally. Yeah, especially professionally. And like a lot of times with like family or just if you don't feel safe, obviously. Um, or just even like the whole fucking bullshit resting bitch face is just a mm. way to tell women like, 
don't be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't let your face show what you're feeling. Yeah. Show that smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, like that to me is a form that's, that's dishonest. Yeah. Like, well, so I think an interesting thing about honesty is that like, we were playing a game. I think it was one of those conversation starter games. Mm-hmm. Which my mother-in-law um, loves to give to me. So basically, they're like table topics. I love like, it. Yeah. I'm here for it. No, I, I love it they're too. Fun. They're super fun. Um, but one of them, I think, was sort of like, if you could do anything without consequences, what would it be? Mm. And Lie. Am I, well, no, no. no. <laughs> yes, I would just lie all the time. No, mine was quite the opposite of that. I was like, just if I could be completely honest all the time, that would be so refreshing. To, like, not – you wouldn't hurt people's feelings. The consequences would be, like – I bet your mental health would improve so much. So much. Like, I'm just imagining, like, if I were just honest and I felt free to be honest, like, so much of my, like, depression, anxiety mm-hmm. would just go away. Yeah. Because so much of anxiety for me is about how to phrase things, how to be honest, how to be true mm-hmm. to myself without hurting other people. Or, like, hurting yourself sometimes, too, because we talked about professional Preach. honesty, too, right? Like, there's so many times where you're just like, I wish at work in this moment I could be completely 100% honest, but then you can't because it's all, like, playing, like, the power structure games and, like, you And you're reliant know. upon it yeah, for exactly. your income, you your can't. insurance, your, you know what I mean? You can't rock the boat too much. You have to just, like, keep it zipped up and... And in some industries, like, the people you work for have such fragile egos that, mm-hmm. like, you... Lose- and so much power over you. Yeah, that you legitimately have to, like, bend to their will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's... it's Fuck the man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck the man and lying horse he came in on. <laughs> lion horse. <laughs> that, the old lion horse. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I knew he was problematic when I saw him roll into town on that old lying horse. <laughs> Now I'm thinking of like a weird like lion horse, a, a horse that like always lies. No, I was just gonna say like a horse that always lies, but then like there's not talking horses. Well, I guess Mr. Mr. Ed. Ed. What if the show Mr. Ed was just about a horse who was constantly lying? He's a pathological like, liar. Timmy is not in that well. <laughs> Mr. Ed, the pathological lying horse. <laughs> and then it just ends in tragedy. Every They're like, episode. Mr. Ed, where's Timmy? And he's just like. Uh, rumor has it he's just at the mall, not at the well. Don't worry about the mall. I Mr. Ed's like, I was a dancer at one time. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like, he's insignificant. Yeah. Uh, was Timmy even on Mr. Ed? No, or was that, that was Lassie? Lassie. Okay, well, Lassie's a liar too. <laughs> Fuck these talking animals. They cannot be trusted. Well, there, there you go. That's an inherent lie. Animals yeah. don't talk. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is gone so, off the rails. Uh, him and the lion horse he came in on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think about like um, sort of the nature of honesty and, and when we learn to like stop being honest about things. Because yeah. kids are the most honest. The they will most. just straight up be like, you are ugly or no, whatever. No, I have like, such a good anecdote for that. Well, I have many. Mm-hmm. These children are cruel. Um, <laughs> but also I worked with adolescents. Hmm. And uh, in my first internship, and boy, oh boy, talk about they their bullshit odometer is like the sharpest. Hmm. Like they just know when you're bullshitting them. They know like when you're trying to like. But also like I love the unfiltered honesty of children. Yes, totally. Too like how they'll just tell you things like 
yeah, like you said, like you're ugly, like, or your breath smells bad, or right, your right, feet right. are big, or like, yeah, you know, yeah, they'll yeah, just like, yeah. make observational things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid, so my dad, like, uh, he went gray really early. And so, I don't know, he was like in his 30s, like full on, like silver gray. And um, that to little kids means really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I remember, and he, I mean, he was probably older than other people's parents, but I just remember probably more than once too, just like hearing other kids be like, is that your grandpa? <laughs> Me being like, no, it's my dad. And you're like, fuck He's off, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, you need to mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's just stuff like that, you know, like no filter, just gonna like tell it like it is. That's why, like, sometimes I equate um, children and, and the way that they sort of speak and sometimes walk uh, to like drunk people. Yes. Who are just sort of like, no inhibi- inhibitions. I'm just gonna say whatever comes I out of my mouth. I gotta show you the landlord. What's the landlord? That's the funnier die sketch that I was telling you about with Will Ferrell and the landlord is Pearl and it's a child. Okay. Uh-huh. After this, we're watching it okay. and we'll post it. I mean, it will post it on the blog too, but yeah. So like, I, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, okay. but it equates how children are basically drunk people mm-hmm. and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> awesome. I mean, really. They kind of the are. Line? They kind of are. They can't walk properly. Mm-mm. You shouldn't trust them to drive. So much slurred speech. <laughs> and they really like yummy snack foods. Yeah. They're like, I just want my snacks. But I just want like chicken tenders. Super flurry. <laughs> like, it's not even, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I think that, like, uh, in terms of, well, not being honest and not telling the truth, sometimes it's a kind thing. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, you just do it to protect other people. 100%. Like you said, and just, like, protect people's feelings and... yes. Yeah, I, you and I have talked about this a lot and it's been, you know, something that I've always thought about, like, sort of where is that fine line and that border and the balance between, like, being a good friend mm-hmm. and knowing when to be honest with your friends. Right. And then what, knowing when to kind of hold back and let it's someone so figure something tricky. out on their own or, yeah. It's really tricky mm-hmm. because there's this part of you that wants to protect them, mm-hmm. but then protection can also mean enabling. Exactly. So then it's like you don't want to enable the behavior because you want to, like you said, like it's a realization they need to come to on their own because mm-hmm. like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so and that lion horse. horse. <laughs> that li- you, can, you can lead the lion horse to water and he's going to be like, I am so thirsty. But you can't make him drink the truth. No. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. <laughs> you can lead a lion horse to water. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. And, and as a good friend, you always want to see your friends like thrive and yeah. grow as people and like, you know, take on challenging parts of their personality and like but you can want it for them yeah until the cows come home yeah and like it's not going to be that's not enough to will it into existence mm. they have to want to change right that's the whole thing or they yeah have to but want like to- say a friend comes to you and ask you a very direct question about themselves okay let's put it this into like a truly hypothetical situation okay so you're a friend and come to me with something that like like for example like, what do you mean? Like, what kind of a thing would you come to me with where, like, I would feel compelled mm. to, like, withhold the truth or skew the truth? Okay. Like, oh, I won't give you as too, too specific, but, like, what if? So, yeah, I'm coming to you as a friend and I'm like, 
I'm having like this really big problem with like maybe a family member or another friend. Okay. And I give you a story about like how me and that family member or friend were talking recently and you kind of noticed that like I might be like in, in the, the wrong, wrong in that in in that situation, but like I'm really like hurting because yeah. this relationship is is and suffering or struggling or whatever and I'm like really upset about it. Yeah. But I'm probably in the wrong or you can see both sides but know how to tell me what I could do to make it better. But that kind of means critiquing me a little bit. Yeah. Those are really, really hard situations. And um, I feel like it's situational. Mm. But um, there is this thing that I like to do in those situations where I listen empathically. So I'm just like, that sounds frustrating. Or like, yeah, that's bullshit. That's hard. Mm. Um, very often I am so like those situations are so hard for me that I focus and this has pissed people off where I'll be like, well, what do you think she was even thinking? Mm. You know what? Cause I try to like bring it back to like maybe how the other person. Right. Right. It. But sometimes it's so emotionally raw. Like you're saying they're not there. And right. I'm like, what, what do you think she was even thinking? And they're like, I don't give a fuck. It's oh. all about how she talked to me on the phone or like whatever, <laughs> you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I think maybe that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just tricky. Like, I think my sort of rule of thumb is that if I feel like the person might even be the tiniest bit open and ready to hear some hard truths about them, I will give them. Yeah. If I feel like it's just going to cause nothing but grief and strife, then I kind of hold back and it's I'm not as honest. It's also hard if some if that person doesn't have anybody in their corner. Mm. And if they're telling you not because they need advice necessarily or even that they're asking for it, sometimes people... They're just venting. It's raw. Mm -hmm. Like they're just coming to you with like raw emotion. They just need to get it off their chest and they just need somebody to sit across from them and be like... Yeah, empathic and just be like, yeah. that sucks. Or, oh my God, that sounds brutally frustrating. Or Yeah, yeah and that's why, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that like balance is so tricky because it's like, I think, you know, learned a long time ago. Oh, no, that's a total lie. Uh, <laughs> speaking of honesty, um, I've been trying to learn for a long time and really like take to heart that it is not your job to fix people. You mm. being the proverbial you, it's not my job to fix anybody. Yeah. Or like make them like see things that they're whole. not seeing yeah that's not or yeah you know uh by any means at all but there is i do feel some responsibility like with friends or like people who if somebody comes to you with like trust and openness and like wants to know i think it is kind of not a responsibility necessarily but i think it's a kindness to to be honest yeah well, and there are varying levels of honesty, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you can, like, let it all rip and, like, just, <laughs> just be like, fuck this. Like, I'm telling you how it is. Or, yeah. I mean, there's the the alternative, which is just processing things mm. with people and trying to meet them where they are. Well, I think that that's probably the healthier and better way to go about it because uh, this also just made me think that the truth shifts all the time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't mean like no, no, no. I know like you, facts. No, no, no. Facts are different. Yeah. Than, no, because even earlier, like when you were like, I just lied. Mm -hmm. The thought that came to my mind immediately was, 
the lies we tell ourselves and we don't even know we're lying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, and that therefore like thinking about it kind of subjectively, like, is it even a lie? I mean, in terms of how you think about yourself, because your self perception is, yeah, it's anybody's guess, but truly it's just yours. <laughs> um, it's, it's your guess about what other people think. But yeah. And sometimes you do feel like you're being like 100% truthful and honest in the moment. And you probably are, but mm-hmm. then like, Emotion has so much to do with it. Uh, perspective has so much to do with it. Like time and 100%. place in life has so much to do with like how you feel about the world and how you feel about the people in your life. Um, and that is why I'm going to lay down my hard and fast rule for every human. You should absolutely 100% follow this rule. Fun fact life lesson. Fun fact life lessons. Never read somebody else's journal. No. And here is why. Because people are being completely honest with themselves in those in those moments, but those are those moments, and you have no idea what was happening in their brain or it's in their emotional. It's information out of context. It's information out of context, and it is not an okay thing to do. Ever. I've read journals. Yeah. I did it one time. I read my sister's journal, and it was like this whole section about how much she hated me, and it like devastated me. Aww. But it was like... It's circumstantial. It's yeah, based on like she was pissed off probably after something exactly. happened. Yeah. I read um, uh, my current husband's journal. Mm. Not that he has currently, like when we were dating, because <laughs> hashtag withholding, um, which is like, he's just, he's like a stoic guy, and like yeah. I wasn't self-confident enough. Uh, in myself or in the relationship to ask the things I wanted Mm. to ask or believe the things that he was telling me. So, and hashtag (laughs) self-sabotage. I was like looking because it was going really well. And I was like, this is too much. There must be something. Right. You're digging for dirt. Digging for dirt. Like I wanted to destroy it. And so like I read um, his, some of his journals. He knows about this, by the way. Um, but yeah, and I would just remember like when he came home and I told him that I had done it and mm. I felt so bad about it. And I felt bad about it in part, not only because like there were things about ex-girlfriends that were hard to read because mm. I was jealous. Yeah. But also he's a great writer. Jamie is a very good writer. And I was just like, damn, like <laughs> I read your journals. Number one, like I'm heartbroken and like, why did I do that to myself? But also like, can I be your publisher? You got skill, boy. <laughs> we can make some money off of these (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah it's 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 the worst yeah yeah I mean it I I think that just for myself that is the would be in my mind the biggest violation to me and if somebody ever did that I would have a very hard time forgiving them I tell people there's a song about this oh really so okay don't read my journal it's called Don't Be My Journals. This is forever. brand new information to me that's <laughs> triggering. Um, <laughs> no, it's like it's a Ben Fold song. And, uh, of course and it is. <laughs> and his, uh, I guess, wife, partner, whatever at the time reads this journal. But there's this great line about it and says, it seems to me if you can't trust, you can't be trusted. Ooh. And like, and it's all about like, she. There's some wisdom in that. There's some wisdom in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like that thing I was just talking about where there's like this sneaking superstition and instead of like being vulnerable with the person and asking or mm. believing mm. when they do answer, yeah. you're like, no, fuck this. I'm going, I'm going through the emails. I'm going through the journal. Yeah. And you know what? No shame 
in doing that. I mean, we're like, oh, this is not the right thing to do. And it isn't. It's a violation. And I think most people at their core know that. Yeah. But I think from my conversations after I was a crazy person and like (laughs) went through certain things, like, because I was like, I don't trust who you are. Yeah. I had conversations with so many people who had done the same thing. Hmm. And like, it was a, a very close friend of mine who was like, what are you looking for? Yeah. She's like, what do you want to find? She's like, do you want it to be destroyed? Like, what do you want to find a piece of destructive evidence? And like, it just kind of blew my mind. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing. And then also like, wouldn't it also be terrible if he just didn't have anything interesting to say at all? Like none of his past relationships were titillating and what, so ever like he had no like harsh feelings about anybody ever March 13th today <laughs> ate croissant for breakfast no no <laughs> ate egg salad sandwich from 7-eleven <laughs> call back <laughs> sorry but no I mean I I yeah and maybe it's just it's because like I I would feel so violated if somebody read my journals um but I and, mm-hmm. and also just sort of that like remembering that strength of feeling when I did read my sister's journal and just like it actually being about me. And I was looking for that. Of course I was. Well, you know, nobody like, goes in there. I, yeah. Like, like she me. hates me and I know it. And then it was confirmed, you know, and it's That's like the self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece. But it's not fair confirmation. You know it's what I mean? It's not fair confirmation. And also like there are reasons that it's in a fucking journal. Right. There are reasons that it's, it's tucked away. Yeah, exactly. You know, and because the person's, still working through them or you know just look once you get things off your chest a lot of the time that's all it needs to go like that's all you need from it sometimes where it's just like uh it's not knocking around in my brain anymore and I'm working through the feelings as I'm writing them down like that's how I do when I journal like a lot of the time it's not even like I go to the extreme of my emotions and it's not even like what's true in my heart necessarily but it's just like get this out of my head yeah because you know how our heads kind of trick us sometimes and it'll like, your thoughts will go to like a really weird dark place and you're like, am I like this dark of a person? Yeah. Like, you're like what if I just like stabbed that person right now? Oh gosh, I am a serial killer. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> you know, just like in treatment, there's this great moment where one of the patients is like, oh, like you, you're going to think this about me because I think about killing myself. And he's just like, Everyone thinks about killing themselves. Right. And it's just like such a normalized thing, but it's like, yeah, but uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. I had to bring it back home to Gabriel. <laughs> forgive me for that. But I, I do, I think that, I think that this is called kind of a multifaceted conversation in the sense that it's a complete, let me start by saying it's a complete violation of the other person's privacy. Mm. Absolutely. And, and I would be so, so embarrassed and angry and so many things if that Mm. were done to me Mm -hmm. absolutely um i would caution those who may be listening or hearing this and are in the midst of a situation where they're reading some their uh partner somebody else's emails or Mm. their journal or Or you find yourself your texts or trying to like look at the dms and seeing what's there like i would my challenge would be having been there um what it, what are you looking for? Yeah. And are you prepared to find it? Yeah. That's the other thing, too. If yeah. you're not prepared to find it, don't go looking for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not ready to say, like, like of course, like, the, we always do worst case scenario in our minds. Um, 
But, you know, if you're not ready to face that worst case scenario, that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, what are you looking for? And then the other piece of that is um, if you can answer that question, then you can ask someone. Mm. Like you can mm-hmm. have an intimate enough conversation. Like if you're willing to go like that deep into their psyche. Right. Like it's almost like that whole thing. Like if you can't talk to me about sex, like I can't have sex with you. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, like right, it's, it's right. kind of like this is a very intimate thing. And like you're it's, you're going to go like deep into the depths of their mind. That's yeah. what you're trying to do. You're trying to get answers that they won't give to you. Have you tried to ask them? Right. Well, and I mean, I think that that has so much to do with trust too. So yeah. like you, okay. In the sense that, yes, you have to trust a person. So you don't like even think about or whatever, going searching after some lying things that they're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then also you have to trust enough to be to like totally honest or at least mostly honest with them about your feelings. And that doesn't really happen without trust. Right. I think that that's kind of part of that whole, I wish I could be completely honest all the time without consequences. I just wish, I think that that means I also wish that I could just trust people more. Yeah. Like trust that they uh, have like the stamina and wherewithal to understand me as a person and understand where I'm coming from when I say certain things to mm-hmm. them. Like, you know, even if I'm just randomly in a moment being like, hey, you're being a real bitch right now, you know, or whatever, that them going like, she's not malicious, she's my good friend or my family member, and, like, she's just trying to, like, tell me that I'm being a real bitch right now so I can, like, watch myself or whatever. Yeah, you just – and I feel like with certain people, like, honesty in situations like that, like, you just have to make sure that you're not going to set them off. Right. Like, again, like, the letting it rip thing. Right. Like, it's just, like, there's a difference between, like – I feel like you're talking to me like I'm a kid right now versus, like, I swear to God, you're a fucking asshole. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there's, like – and it's hard. Yeah. It's especially hard mm-hmm. in moments where you need to be honest and assert yourself yeah. in situations that are emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. Because, like, well, this is an interesting segue into another part of honesty. When you're angry and you say things that are rooted in an honest feeling, but they but get are too amplified. Far. Yeah. Because, like, you're just in a situation where you're, like, you've probably been squashing it down or diminishing it Mm -hmm. and then when it does come out it's like this volcanic thing and it's a little too nasty yes yeah you hit below the belt i mean i think that that happens a lot in romantic relationships friendships too yeah yeah i mean family family (laughs) i guess in relationships close 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 relationships. relationships i think like when you just you care about someone and you're, there are things you're feeling that maybe you are withholding, kind of honest things you want to say. Yeah. And you squash it down. That when it finally, like, there's an opportunity for it to come out, instead of it being, like, this productive kind of, like, oh, and by the way, it's, it's usually, like, so emotionally heated that it would come out anyway. Yeah. That it's, it's amplified. I think, but see, I think that that is why uh i don't know like i can tell healthy relationships like because i've had that in the past where it just it never goes anywhere good and it Mm. it can get really like dark and mean and like two-sided and you know well and you learn that or i mean i learned that with age yeah i mean i have to learn to fight fair and like not hit below the belt or even if you do hit below the belt know when you need to apologize and yes and say like you know this is how i really feel about 
that situation and what happened and I should not have said that and I'm so sorry. And then like being able to resolve within reason and not harbor resentment over, because that's again, just kind of like imagining that other people are as complex emotionally as you are. Like, yes. Because of course that is true. Yes. So like, of course people are going to say things that they don't mean or only partially mean or, you know, and, and to not, let that like gut you to the core or take it too personally because you're like, hey, so I've said things like this to people before too. And I didn't fully mean that by any means. And it's hard because like if when things are like emotionally raw in a moment like that where you're, you're hitting below the belt or you're saying things that are like inherently kind of dishonest, it's hard to kind of get like a, um, sometimes it's hard to tell like fact from fiction. Yes. Like, because you're just, it's all emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's not based in reality. Like, right. it's just passion. Right. And and that's true with friendships, family, partners, romantic relationships, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of it is just blowing off so much built-up steam. Yeah. And it's weird how, the, like, sort of those types of passions can compel you to say things that, like, you may or may not mean or whatever, but... And there's, like, so much sort of, like, negative talk that we're, like, Mm. associating with honesty right now. But, like, what about the positive stuff? Sometimes I feel it – feel it's almost harder to be positively honest than it is to kind of, like, nitpick or be negative. Mm. And that's, like, my fucking delight in life. Yes. You're very good at it. I have a hard time with it. Mm. And I don't know why. I think that, like, I feel like people will think I'm being cheesy or like disingenuous or I don't know I just have a hard time like when something is like affecting me positively and it's like somebody else like do like I have a hard time just paying compliments Mm. or just saying like you really mean a lot to me and here's why like those things are so much harder for me than I I want them to be Mm. and like that kind of because I feel it all the time like I just have these like moments where I'm just like oh I would love to just reach out and tell that person that I just, like, love and appreciate them. But then, like, I get afraid that they're going to be like, what do you want? Like, do you want something from me right now? Or, no, if like... they do that, they're they're insane. And you need to, like, <laughs> step away and dial 911 in your pocket on Maybe your I've phone. just been burned too many times. No, I, I feel like, I mean, we'll try it with people that are safe. I did know? with you the other day. When? Tell me. Well, on Skype. Yesterday, I think it was. What did you remember? About listening to the last podcast. Oh, yeah. I like, and was do you know, not going to write that to you because I was like, you know she is going to think you're crazy. No. Do you know <laughs> how much that meant to me? No. Because I was in, I mean, talk about flashbacks to older episodes. Mm. I was in the Target fitting room under those lights when I got oh. the message. Trying, I'm trying to find a dress to wear to fucking Thanksgiving dinner. But anyway, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> and like. I'm in there and I'm just like dealing with my own shit and I see my phone's gone off and I pick it up and I saw that it was you. And what's weird is I had completely blocked out what I talked about last week. And when Jamie was like, what was it about? I'm like, um, like fears, like vomiting and tornadoes, like literally had completely (laughs) blocked it out. And then when you sent that and I had only gotten halfway through listening, it like warmed my heart and like reminded me. And yeah, it's, I think try it with people that you really care about and you feel close to because it means so much. I know. Honestly. And everybody wants and needs to be told 
that they're loved and that they're wanted. Or like you, you said something that as adults, we don't get to hear very often. And that's why it was like, thank you. Honestly, thank you. You yeah. said, I'm proud of you. Yeah. And like, you don't get to hear that very much. That's like so true. As an adult, like mm-hmm. people don't tell you like, I'm proud of you. That's something you hear as like a teenager when like they find out that you didn't steal the car that night. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's such a, like, I'm proud of you for making the right decision. Yeah. But, like, it's like an after-school special phrase. But then, like, as an adult, when someone says, someone that you care about Mm. and respect says, I'm proud of you. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, I don't know why I can't get that through, I don't know. I just don't know why I can't think that way all the time. Because it's it's funny because, too, like, earlier when I was saying, like, oh, you know, you want to, like, help your friends be the best that they can be and like give constructive criticism or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what about just like constructive statements, not criticism? Yeah. Like you did awesome at this and you like made me think of this in a whole new way or like, I don't know why I'm so terrible at it. No, I'm going to work on it. That is my like project for myself for if you think it and it's nice, I mean, you know, clearly like not every thought that crosses your brain, but like no, we've of talked about like, you look very like, nice. guess what, everybody? <laughs> I've got things to say. I have a, a no nice filter. Or nice, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I feel like my whole thing with it is just kind of like if I, especially for out, when I see someone who looks nice, like mm-hmm. all women and like mm-hmm. I always want to tell them. Just because it has changed my night. Mm-hmm. It has changed. Like, I have been sometimes, like, in a really hard place. And, like, someone in a restroom or a wherever says, like, and it's it doesn't even have to be, like, a physical compliment. Mm-hmm. They can just say something kind. Mm-hmm. And it goes so far. It will, like, float me through to the next hurdle. I have, um, actually, I have kind of gotten better at that be- just based off, purely off of watching you do it. And I'm like, damn it. When I like something that somebody is like their vibe or like You're their get up or whatever, I was like, Danielle always tells somebody like when she appreciates something about like what they're, what they've got going on, what they're doing. And I'm like, I never do that stuff. And I, so, yes, I have been trying more when you I know see what something. what's dawning on me? Say something. <laughs> Southern. Oh, yeah. You were just in New Orleans. <laughs> so you were, you were exposed to how chatty we can be. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And I, I think there is like, I don't know, there's something in me that single mom, sister, Southern, like there's a girl code, like you're nice mm. to women first. Mm. Like, and I don't, and I just. I don't know. There's something about like saying something if I mean it. Yeah. And yeah. And I try to be encouraging of people too, like when they are doing something really good that I know has been hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're better at it than you realize. I mean, it's not that I never do it. It's just that I don't think that I do it with when I'm feeling... When I'm feeling emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just kind of be like, oh, yeah, you did really good work on this. Or, like, you kick ass at this sometimes or whatever. But, like, when it comes to, like, my close friends and, and my family, it, I don't ever just kind of, when I'm feeling super emotionally grateful for them or uh, that they fulfill me in, in my life with, yeah. like, love and all of that. Like, yeah. I have a harder time with that stuff. Like the like gooier emotions, you know what I mean? And it's hard too because I think um, 
so much of like what rolls around in our head is just kind of like, um, there's a lot of it that's just garbage and negative self-talk and it's yeah. awful. And for me, like I had a friend in college who, I mean, you know, I, I again, I, I say this other thing, but like I, as an, a young woman, like watching her compliment people mm. and like, especially other women mm-hmm. was how we made a lot of friends and networked at mm. like the first university I went to. And like, it was small, like there weren't a ton of people, but like, if she saw something, she would say it or then, you know, like I would say, Oh, I like this. And it was, it's amazing when you create space mm-hmm. and you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. how other people can be receptive to that. Right. And like, they needed to hear it and it almost creates a space in them right? where they're saying like, Oh, you're you're like moving over on the sidewalk so that I can, you know what I mean? Right, like right, you're right. just, or and I mean, I'm assuming that it was probably also because you were being really authentic too. Yeah, you know, because how you can tell when people are being, and that's the other thing too. Like I had, I always had a hard time with like people who are just like fake nice. No, if you and don't like, have anything, you know, nice. like oh, you're yeah. so cute. Like, yeah. uh huh. Am it's, I? Yeah. Cool. It's like there's. We need to like update the like. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Right. It's kind of like if you don't have anything nice to say, like for the love of God, don't fake it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit just like comes through. Or. It's like if saccharine. you don't have anything nice to say, try harder. I bet you can find something. <laughs> you know, if you don't have anything nice to say. Fuck off. No, no, no yeah, like, but like you there's. No, o- you're right. You can always find. Like, get creative. Yeah, say something nice. <laughs> yeah, we all need to hear it. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, it's it's funny because I think that you know uh, maybe a part of me not being great at giving compliments comp- compliments is because I am so bad at receiving them and I get so uncomfortable when people Mm. like see me in a way Mm -hmm. like if they point out something that isn't like that I'm like presenting or that's not like super obvious about me and they're like oh I always notice that you kind of do this or Mm. whatever and that's I'm like how long have you been watching me and when do I get my restraining order you know (laughs) (laughs) you know and you know what word I've been observing myself saying when people are complimenting things that I'm doing or wearing I say like isn't it fun like, mm-hmm. and I don't realize that I'm doing it. And then recently I did realize it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this has made it playful for me, which makes it safe. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'm trying to learn how to. And they're like, oh, I like that. Like, I really like your bag. I'm like, isn't it fun? I got it. It did it. And like, right, right, it's right. like giving myself permission to think of it in another context. Like which it's is, not just a part of like your style. You're like, oh, I'm just trying it out. Yeah. Isn't it fun? Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Like mm-hmm. you brought it up. And that's been, like, a really good segue for me. Like, mm. and it's a way for me to accept a compliment. Oh. It's like, thank you. Like, isn't it fun? And then I can oh, say, I, I got it at this place. And, like, mm. which for me is normally, like, I found it at a thrift store. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. It's interesting because I I have a hard time with small talk. I have a hard time talking, apparently. Um but no, I have a hard time with small talk because it also feels a little bit like dishonest to me. Mm. And I think that finding oh, those totally kind is. of like inroads and ways to speak honestly, but also just casually is something also that I'm interested in doing. So, mm. you know, <clears throat> for instance, uh, oh, <laughs> speaking of like my awkward stranger interactions, last night I went to our local bar for mm. a couple of drinks mm-hmm. um meeting a friend while well, my wife was meeting a friend and mm-hmm. I was just tagging along 
And so I went outside on like the patio or the alley. It's more of an alley than a patio, uh, let's be honest. And like two semi-regulars who I see quite often are there and they um, are just kind of like quiet. Uh, I'm just kind of out there quiet and I just want to sit out there, hang out for a while, smoke a cigarette if I'm honest. And um, uh, like they kind of tried to make conversation with me and then I kind of was just like, I don't know how to do this. And then I felt just awkward. Oh. And then I just felt like bad and awkward, but I'm like, honestly, I don't want to talk right now. No. And you don't always have to be a conversationalist. Yeah. Like, I was tired. Like my energy was low. I was like, I don't have the energy to make small talk with, but it would have been interesting had I been able to say that and just be like, Hey, guess what? I know this is kind of awkward, everybody, but like, I'm okay with the awkward silence. Is that yeah. cool? Yeah. All right. And you can totally, like, I use my job as an excuse a lot of times. Like, if I run into people, especially, like, on a weeknight, I'm, like, not feeling it. Mm. I'm just, like, like I'm sorry. Like, I am I shouldn't say I'm sorry. We were supposed <laughs> to be working on that. Um, I'm just, I'm tired. Yeah. Like, if I seem distant, it's just because, like, ugh, brain's fried. Not so much on words. But cheers. And then, like, try to, like, wrap it up. Right. But it's hard. I mean, sometimes, yeah, just even coming up with that is is an effort so honesty takes work work kids um yeah I think that it would just be so relieving just to be like hey I don't dislike you I just don't want to talk to you right now or hey it's not you it's my mood try it yeah try it in like safe environments with people who you know or like yeah. just test it yeah. People who are safe enough that if they're like, what the fuck, which they won't be, mm. you can be like, I'm trying this new thing. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe like, hey, if I just confront the issue of me not really feeling like engaging in conversation, then maybe it'll just kind of solve itself and I end up, I will end up wanting to engage in more <laughs> conversation. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I think that just in terms of things that we are kind of the Mm, the lies that we tell the most often and the ways that we have to feel like we are needing to be honest the most often. Like, what do you think that that is for you? The ways that I lie, that I lie the most often and the ways that I feel like I need to be honest the most often. Yeah. I know immediately mm. where I lie the most often. Mm. It's about money. Mm. And if, Oh, interesting. Yeah. And if like I have spent money on something, I will purposefully it doesn't matter if it's six dollars and 99 cents or it's 69.99 like if somebody is like well i'm trying to like not seem like i spent too much money i'll be like it was five dollars or like mm. it was can you believe it was only five hundred dollars like i'll knock it down like i have so much trouble being honest even if i feel like i'm getting a deal hmm. like i feel like i need to like not talk about money interesting like, if, if it comes down to somebody asking me about a dollar amount, I find mm -hmm. it very hard to, like, like, oh, well, how much did you pay for it? I will lie. Huh. I will lie if they ask me. I mean, I'm not going to volunteer. Like, and by the way, <laughs> But, like, if you're, like, what did you pay for it? Huh. I find it really hard to be honest about, like. I mean, that makes sense, like, going back to, like, our shopping episode and, like, talking about sort of, like growing up in like the ways that you would shop and stuff well, that must be like ingrained in there yeah, yeah. about spending money right, especially right, on right. myself and so like mm. there's this thing and especially to my family mm. like I lie about what things cost oh interesting yeah because huh. I just don't want 
I don't know. I don't want it to be like, I'm up here high on the hog. Right. Not that they would ever think that and not that yeah. I am high on the hog. I mean, right. I guess like theoretically, comparatively, I probably may be, but like to some people, but yeah, see, I'm already getting worked up about it. I hate, <laughs> it stresses me out. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what mine is. I lie about costs. So if you were to ask me, folks out there, uh, if you ever ask me, like, what did that purse cost? Maybe don't. Maybe don't. (laughs) Exactly. That's where I was going. Maybe just don't. If you want the truth, don't ask. Yeah, if you want to be honest, just don't ask. Google it. Just ask me what the brand is or where I got it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think that's one where, and I, and I could answer so quickly because every time I see myself doing it, I'm like, why are you lying about oh, that's this? That's so funny. I mean, that's not funny. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's interesting to me. It's kind of funny. Because like, random. that's something that doesn't occur to me to lie about. I don't know why. It's instinct. Like, it just like comes out in yeah. like a weird pathological money liar kind of way. It's not like you are like spending cash left and right. No, I know Which it's not like, like I have like a of... secret credit card, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I have to like withhold. Yeah. I don't know. It's huh. just yeah, it's it's there. And That's it's really interesting. And it's like a and I've it's so much that like I'm able to answer right away, but then I'm also it's top of mind is mm-hmm. the phrase we've been saying a lot lately on the podcast. It's top of mind because it's something I'm, I really feel like I need to work on. And yeah. I've been trying to be honest and like unpack like what the fuck is that about? Yeah, that's interesting. What about mm. you? I think I lie about the most or feel the need to lie about the most. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know how deep I should get about that. Uh, hmm. I don't lie very often. I try not to. I don't. I don't feel the need to about very many things. I will say, okay, I'll do a vague blanket statement that's a little bit too much, probably. Never. I Yeah. I, I think that I, I'm not as honest about kind of what I emotionally need mm. because I feel like being emotionally needy is not okay. Okay. Give me an example. Like, is it like you – and the reason I'm asking for clarification is because yeah. – Sometimes with emotional need, the, mm-hmm. the most complex part of it is identifying what it is that you even need. Right, right. I mean, it it changes. So there will be different things, right? Okay. I think one big one, and you and I have talked about this, and um, it's just, yeah, it's a big thing for me, and especially in the past few years, is just uh, not having enough connection to, like, the LGBTQ community and, like, just kind of never really bringing that up much. Mm. So it's like, uh, is it like a withholding thing or like a... No, it's just something that like I feel like I know that I want. I just don't... I don't know how to achieve it necessarily. But then I also feel Does bad it... talking about it sometimes because it feels to me like I'm being like, hey, guess what, best friends? You're just not enough for me. And that's absolutely not the case. It's just that like sometimes it would be it would be nice to... To unpack it 100%. a little bit more. Yeah. That's why, like, weirdly, after we had that conversation, I don't know if you saw in your email that I sent you, like, I saw it on, like, Meetup, and it was, like, oh, lesbians yeah, yeah, yeah. who are new to the community. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. look, like, here's a, here's a thing. <laughs> no, but I felt like and that's a mom. the stuff I should like, be doing. I felt, like, I felt like I was just like, oh, we talked about this, and, like, look, Lily, he has lesbians <laughs> meeting up in the community. They're out. 
there. Also, uh, word to the listener. Anytime I do a mother voice, I weirdly become like a Jewish woman from the Bronx. <laughs> I'm just like, Lily, look here. I found That's your this. mother character. It's my mother character. I'm into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just stuff like that, you know, where like sometimes you're like, oh, I don't like talk about this a lot with my friends or like, I just kind of privately deal with this thing, you know? I mean, you know how that is. So it's like like, a withholding. Is that what that's called? I guess. Yeah. Where you're (laughs) not like forthcoming about things that are honest within you, like emotionally or that are... But it doesn't feel like withholding because I'm not like, these people Well, you're not talking about it. You're not talking about it. And it's a part of you that's true, which is withholding. Yeah, I guess. But you're not intentionally doing it or all right, see, this is a whole episode I in know. and of itself. It probably is. No, it totally is because when we had the conversation the other night, like it's it's a it's deep. Like it's a fascinating topic. And and it's something where like I wanna know, but then there's a part of you where you were saying like you find it like I don't want to speak on your behalf, but you were saying like there are things I do want to talk about though, but I feel like it just doesn't come up. It doesn't come up. Yeah. And does anyone care? That's what you said the other night. Like, does anyone care? Like, are they just like, and I'm like, yeah. But also, I can see how it would be like when you're in a community of like. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's not just that, but like, sort of anything where like, it's just not kind of like a general topic. Like, does anybody want to hear like anybody wax on about their, (laughs) like, I don't know, emotional state at that moment? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's a question of honesty. Yeah. I think you're being honest about it right now. And then if anything, I that's what I mean about the withholding thing because the true honest part of yourself finds those things to be good, necessary, and important. Mm-hmm. And so those need to rise to the surface a little bit more. And if yeah. people are made uncomfortable by it, like, well, you know, it's it gets easier and easier as adults to weed out friends. So, <laughs> it, you know, it's just like they can either handle it or they can't. Yeah. And, your weird non-Jewish Bronx mother will keep sending you meetup <laughs> links Thanks. to like lesbian meetups in the community. <laughs> All right, lesbian community in San Diego, I'm coming for you. Apparently, if you're on meetup, <laughs> only only on meetup, only on meetup. <laughs> oh man, I feel like whew, we've gone through a lot of topics. We have. And barely scratched the surface of the... Per use. Yeah. I know. And when I was talking about digging in journals and emails, I was like, fuck, this is an episode. But this is good. We're just like scratching the surface. We should totally do an episode where we read excerpts from our old journals. Oh, Lily. (laughs) Even though I said that is the worst violation, if I volunteer the information, it's fine. Whew, I mean, God, I don't even want to bust out and dust off those old lion horses. <laughs> Who knows what they'll even... <laughs> those lion horses. All right, before we wrap up, yeah. you you had a second follow-up, which was, um, what do you... Yeah, what do you feel like the, you're most honest about or like... What I'm most honest or about. Or the need to be most honest about. I don't know how I, I phrased like it, need but... To be most honest about. I don't know what... I don't know mine either. I mean, I think that yours is... <laughs> to speak for you but I, I I feel like you're very honest like we were saying just about like hey I dig that I like that I like that you're rocking that you made good choices with your whole look or whatever yeah like you're just consistently 
If uh, somebody looks open good, about I that want stuff. them to know right. that. Yeah. But sorry. Because my opinion is very high ranking, I must say. Well, hey, like you said, it matters. It doesn't matter who the fuck it comes from. Yeah. Like, if somebody tells you you look nice or, like, you're articulate or... It's going to make you feel good. It makes you feel good. People want to hear good things about themselves because we're walking around with yeah. fucking garbage talk in our head all the time. However, I will say that is very much the opposite of catcalling. Or telling women to smile because yeah. the beautiful. No, no, no. Not we're not no, talking no. about that. No, nope. men. No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Look at that ass. Is not, not really what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disclaimer. I also like the idea of like the non-target demographic guy who's like, no, I've got permission, and I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna be like, Ladies. they told me to be honest. Yeah. Look at them titters. Like I don't know. Sorry. Weird. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because anytime I, I uh, say the F word, which is a lot on this podcast, um, I'm acutely aware of it when I listen to it because your mother listens. Oh, yeah. And then just now when I did look at them teddies, I was like, oh, God, I'm really sorry about that. Trash mouth. I think she wouldn't listen if it upset her so much, you know. That's, that's <laughs> true. Uh, which could be another good topic is like, the shame of this podcast oh yeah that's coming and like the dark thoughts and like the yeah 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 okay so what do you feel like you need to be honest about or you feel like you're most honest about um I like to be honest the most um about why I'm not coming I don't mean sexually I mean (laughs) to events so that's valuable as well that is also very valuable hey guess what you're in the wrong zone yeah Uh, no (laughs) stop uh, talking (laughs) stop (laughs) talking uh I'm trying to you know do that and get better about it like hey I'm tired I ran out of steam I don't I can't come tonight yeah like I can't come to this xyz thing I don't feel good sorry about it right yeah I don't have the social bandwidth yeah and Honestly. just being honest. Yeah. Because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse you can give me that I haven't already used or thought about right. using. Like, I mean, it's just. So, I mean, I, I I think I do that okay. I definitely want to get better at that. But then I also, just like we were saying earlier, I want, I should get better about that in person when I just don't have the energy to talk. And like, sometimes I won't take a lift just because I am exhausted by the idea of feeling the awkward silence, but I also know that I will never be able to talk to the person. You can just say, I don't feel like talking. It would be 100% so relieving to just get into a lift and be like, hi, I'm not a talker. I'm just going to listen to something on my headphones. Yeah. And then if they violate that, talk about a bad review. I mean, you can, yeah. Anywho. You've been listening to It's a Shame, (laughs) where we just go down meandering roads and never know where we'll wind up. Uh Uh-huh. Well, yes. But here we are. And thanks for going down the meandering roads with us. Yes. Thank you very much on this episode 11. Episode 11, man. Yeah. Segments and shit. We introduced ourselves. Woo! If you want to talk to us about things that you've heard today, uh, reach out to us on the socials. We are at ShamePod. Mm-hmm. Or you can email us at ShamePod at Gmail. Or you can visit our home on the World Wide Web at <laughs> shamepod.com. Yeah, shamepod.com has all the links to all the things. Yeah, so. and if the blog isn't updated, you can be honest with <laughs> us and just say you feel betrayed. But just know we're working on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're, uh, we're 
we're hustling. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Good night. Be well. Yes. Take good care. Bye. Bye.